illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down and eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right half from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right half. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. We're recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters. I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me this week from the Oregon Vortex, just outside of Gold Hill, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beej. How you doing, Beej? I'm I'm alive and breathing, Billy. How's it going there in the Oregon vortex? You know, it's like things are going up when they should like be going you got down. The water going uphill. Exactly. Does the broom stand by itself? It does. Does the does the little kid look taller than the full grown man? Totally <laughs> does. I've actually never been to that place. Dad would so never stop I, on our trips down there. I know. I always felt we got screwed, but we did get to see the haunted shack at Which Knott's Berry Farm. Similar. Oh, the haunted shack's gone now. I miss that. Yep. Now it's a big. Big swing. hands, big feet, big deck. Remember that guy? Yep. <laughs> yep. Love that joke. All right. Well, the for, for those of you who don't get that joke, he was playing cards with a very large yeah, so deck. Big hands, big feet, big deck. So I was very being very uh, deliberate with my pronunciation. All right, Beach. Well, the purpose of a illegal participation is for us to spread our insight experience and passion for the oregon state beavers with others and just generally talk beaver sports football tailgating and screw around for a little bit during the week all right beach tonight we're gonna have some beaver sports news i think you've prepared an update from eugene for us i have we will go under further review with week and what is this week nine in the pac-12 i thought yeah is this that, week that nine? was week nine we will have okay. a Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week. We will have a little preview of the Week 10 upcoming games. And then, Beach, we're going to talk a little bit um, of the upcoming Heinrich Tailgater for the Cal game this weekend with Dad's Weekend coming up. And then in the Tailgating 101 section, I'm going to have a little bit of a rant. A, a rant. rant? I'm going to rant. Is this like a level of a Beach rant? Wait, or is I don't it like think a... anything can get to a level of a Beach rant, but, uh, but we'll okay. wait and see. Okay. Okay. 
All right. All right. Um, just remind everybody, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at just search for Heinrich Tailgater. Um, you can also uh, follow us on Facebook. Just search for Heinrich Tailgater. And if you want to send us an email, send it to HeinrichTailgater at gmail.com. All right, Beach. Please send us send us an email. We haven't had an email well, in forever. Emails I get her from Kyle. I know. I feel like it's just us three have. I hate time. you, Kyle. Well, I know Ginger listens, and and my friend Catherine. Yeah, you tweeted that every once in a while. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, All okay. right, Beach. Well, that makes me. So uh, we'll talk a little. Sacrificing hours of my life we'll, for this. We'll talk a little Beaver sports news. We'll start with women's volleyball. I love women's volleyball, Billy. Volleyball, Billy. It's my favorite sport. <laughs> nice, Beach. Well, the Oregon State volleyball team battled the number 15 Arizona Wildcats Friday evening at the annual Spike Out Cancer Match. Now, the Beavers split the first two sets, but were eventually beat in four. So. Sucks. Then the Oregon State volleyball team swept the number 18 Arizona State Sun Devils on Saturday night at Gill Coliseum, taking each of the first two sets 25 to 20 before taking the final set at 25 to 22. So they lost to number 15, but they swept number 18. Well, that's good. So the Beavs are now 14 and 7 overall, 4 and 6 in the Pac-12, and they take on number one Stanford on Friday and Cal on Sunday in Gill Coliseum. Well, that's going to be an awesome yeah. game. So, remember, like we said, you know, if you can win most of your out-of-conference games, which they did, I think they only lost one, and then remain mm-hmm. right around 50% in the Pac-12, you can make the make the tournament. So they're at four and okay. six right now. So they're kind of hanging in there. Kinda okay. There. It's not it's not another grass yet. yet. All right, Beach. Let's move on to women's soccer. Dude, Billy, I just got to tell yeah. you. I love women's soccer. It's like my favorite right. sport. The Oregon State women's soccer team played a strong match, but were unable to hold off the number one team in the nation as the Beefs fell to UCLA 3 to nothing on Friday evening. Now, freshman Miranda Stiver scored the first goal of her collegiate career, but the Oregon State women's soccer team could not withstand a late surge from a good USC team as the Trojans took a 2-1 victory at Paul Lorenz Field on Sunday afternoon to complete the weekend's games. Now, sadly, Beach, the Beavs are 0-14-3 on the year, 0-8-0 in the Pac-12, and they hit the road next week as they head south for matchups with Stanford and Cal. It, it's it's kind of like um, the Wizard of Oz. O-8-O. O-8-O. Except it's O and O. Oh, it's O-8-O. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty much, yeah. All right, Beach, yeah, on to men's soccer. <laughs> I don't like men's soccer, Billy. <laughs> Soccer's not a real sport. <laughs> All right. Seniors Kiri Shelton and Will Seymour both found the net as the Oregon State men's soccer team defeated San Diego State 2 to nothing Thursday afternoon at Paul Lorenz Field. Now, freshman Timmy Mueller scored his 10th goal of the season, but the Oregon State men's soccer team was unable to overcome a two-goal deficit as the Beavers fell to number 6 UCLA 2-1 to on Sunday. Now, Oregon State outshot the Bruins 14-5 to in that game. I, I was gonna jump back to women's soccer really okay. quick, Billy. The uh, the uh, cheaters and whores segment that I have today. Yes. Maybe the girls' soccer team could learn a little bit from today's cheaters and oh, whores. Oh, okay, good. Just right. saying. Okay, go back. Well, Sorry. the Beavs are now nine six and one on the year, two four and one in the Pac-12, and will now have an extended break as they do not return to action until they head south to take on Cal on November seventh. It's like uh, Cal is going to be our uh, – is what well, we're playing all Pretty next much. week. Pretty much. Yeah. 
All right, Beach, we got a little bit of football news. So the okay. kickoff for next weekend's game against Washington State has been set, and we're going to okay. have a good old-fashioned 1 p.m. kickoff. <sighs> that's a tough tailgate, Billy. It's a quick one, but you know that's that's the old uh, pre-TV days kickoff. That's what it used to always be. Mm-hmm. Way back in the in the I'd say the good old days, but the team sucked, so there was nothing good about that part. The old days. There you go. Oh, hey, Beach. I don't know if yes. that's the vortex or, or or is that the teletype machine going off? You, you know, it, I think it is the teletype machine, Billy. Hold on just a sec. The paper's kind of floating around here. Hold on. Yes. Billy. This just in. And, Billy, we actually discussed this once before about the homeless situation, Eugene. So here's what's going on. The news caught Siva McMullen by surprise. My husband was like, oh, yeah, there's a new homeless camp in town, she said. And I was like, cool. Did you see it on the news? And he was like, no, it's right on our block. (laughs) (laughs) On Tuesday, campers pitched tents and settled in. Uh, to the South Eugene area, a stone's throw uh, from Cesar Chavez Elementary School. Fitting place to to sit for uh, the homeless, if you ask me. You know what? This is not appropriate right here, McMullen said. And with children living and walking through the area, McMullen finds some of the behavior from people associated with the camp inappropriate, including a man with his genitals out. That's nice. But, I mean, this is Eugene. Don't they do that a lot down there? Maybe they just wait until the... Country fair. Oh, that could be. That could be. Uh, yes, there was a man holding his junk and trying to urinate on the pole or in someone's bushes, McMullen said. But some of the campers say they don't consider themselves to be a danger to kids. I was thinking us being next to the school would actually be a good would be just as good as anybody else being next to a school. Probably uh, better because we could give them some positive influence towards a, what do they have here, a primivistic, anarchic, communist lifestyle, Peter Goodell said. I'm guessing he's one campers, of the uh, yeah. the campers. So others said they don't have, <laughs> have uh, a lot of options. There's... Uh, there are places where the homeless can go, camper Lisa, or there's no places the camper can go, Lisa Rubnete uh, said. McMullen said she empathizes for the homeless. She used to be homeless herself. I have been homeless, so I have empathy, she said, but I don't want them sleeping at my on my block because that's actually where children play. So it sounds to me like she doesn't have a lot of love for the homeless. Yeah, I very intolerant lifestyle for the people of Eugene. So, but anyway, I just think it's interesting that Eugene still, after years of us discussing it, still has a homeless problem. On a note right there, that guy that the interview, he said would be a good influence on them for a uh, anarchic, communistic lifestyle. That tells me right there, he's choosing to be homeless. Oh, yeah, he is. You know, that's a fancy, you know what that's a fancy word for? Big pile of crap. Uh, lazy. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. wants to do nothing and suck off the the labor of others. And mm-hmm. I just, I, 
there's things out there to help homeless people. There mm-hmm. are programs, there are there are, are groups that are out there to help. You don't get to just camp for free. It, I, I pay taxes, right? I work, I pay taxes, you pay taxes. Because if you and I mm-hmm. were to go try and camp somewhere, one, if we tried to do it on public property like that, they'd boot our asses off. And mm-hmm. two, if we went to an actual campground, they'd charge us. And mm-hmm. I just think it's crap. Yeah. You know what? What gets me is like, like you said, if one of us goes out there, we would be arrested. But if you go out as a group, then essentially you can intimidate your way into breaking the law and not being well, charged. And, yeah, I just think it's crap. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I. But but half the time, didn't we have this conversation where Eugene pretty much embraces the concept of these oh, yeah. homeless people coming well, in? Didn't the didn't the city council pass a resolution or something about not kicking they, them out? You know, they love everybody and they don't want to. I'd get rid of them. Get the hell out of here. Either go in and yeah. go for these services that are here to help you or leave because we don't want to mm-hmm. deal with your lazy asses. That, that's mm-hmm. what I would be. But anyways. Anyways, Beach. Good one. Well, you know you know what they say. You, you don't feed stray animals. So you know stick why? stick around. Because they breed. Yeah. We'll stick around. Anyway. There you go. Not an exciting and nothing to do with our, our typical uh, conversation of what goes on with Eugene. But, you know, homeless, drug use, urinating on public oh, bowls. That was a good one. That's a good yeah. one. All right, Beach, are you ready to go? And clean your junk in public, too. Go. That's kind of exciting. Are you ready to go under further review for week number nine in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown. Let's do okay, it. Beach. So first up. Let's see here. So first up, we had for the for the season, we were sitting at okay. Our standings are Kyle. Well, we'll start with Kyle. Yeah, Kyle was thirty five out of fifty six. You were in second place at thirty six out of fifty six, and I was in first place at thirty seven out of fifty six. Okay. Okay. So we'll go on to this week's game. So first up, Beach. Um, last Friday, October twenty fourth, we had one game. It was Oregon at Cal. Do you remember who you took? Did I take Cal? No, you took Oregon. Actually, all. Uh, oh, I did. All, all okay, I couldn't remember because I, I I think it was last week, the week before I took. Uh, I thought they were going to be stumbling a two two weeks yeah, in no, a row. But they, but they didn't, unfortunately, and they didn't even stumble on That's their third true. week. Damn it. Um, so all, all of us took Cal, and uh, that was, or all of us took Oregon, excuse me. And that was good because mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota matched his season high with five touchdown passes and broke the Oregon record for career passing yards in the Ducks' 59 to 41 victory over Cal on Friday night. He was 18 of 30 for 326 yards. Now, Marcus Mariota also made a rare mistake and threw an interception, his first since the Oregon State game last year on a pass that was deflected twice. That ended I, I saw that. I did not realize that he was playing so well with so that few interceptions. That ended a streak of 253 straight passes without a pick. That's uh, amazing. It, it really is amazing. Now, I have to say, and, and part of it's the, the scheme that they've got and who they've been playing – but a lot of times he's throwing to wide open guys. It's not like he's <laughs> it's not like he's threading things in there, but it's still impressive. Yeah. Still impressive. Yeah. So all right, so we all got the point on that, Beach. Um uh, next up, all the rest of the games were on Saturday, October twenty sixth. So first up was UCLA at Colorado. Do you remember who you took? I think I took UCLA so on So did that. I and Kyle 
I hate you, Kyle. Kyle took Colorado. Now, UCLA squandered a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter as Colorado tied the game on a 35-yard field goal by Will Oliver with 36 seconds remaining. Now, the teams traded field goals in the first overtime. The Bruins then stopped the Buffaloes in the second overtime, and they settled for a 34-yarder from Oliver. On UCLA's possession, the play call was for Brett, quarterback Brett Hunley to hand the ball off. He saw the defense biting, took the ball back, and coasted in for the winning score and beat Colorado 40-37. to So, you and I got the points there. It was a good game. At first it looked like UCLA was just going to waffle stomp them. And then Colorado mm-hmm. slowly fought their way back. You know, Colorado, you know, they're not having a tremendous season, but they're playing yeah. good games. Well, I don't think anybody in the Pac-12 is horrible, right? Mm-mm. A couple years ago, Colorado was horrible. Last year, Colorado was pretty horrible. Um, Cal was wretched. There's nobody that's mm-hmm. completely horrible or wretched this year. So, all right, guys, we all got the point there. Next up, Beach was Arizona at Washington State. I took Arizona. All three on this of one. us did. Now, the Wildcats, plagued recently by slow starts, scored 24 straight points in the first quarter and beat Washington State 59 to 37 on Saturday. Now, Washington State quarterback Connor Halliday, the nation's leading passer, completed 56 of 79 passes for 489 yards with four touchdowns and two interceptions and became the leading career passer in school history, um, passing Alex Brink. I don't know if you remember Alex Brink. He was a quarterback a number of years ago. Uh, he was actually from Eugene. Yeah. Oh, really? Played at Sheldon when they won the uh, state championship a couple years. Ooh, I remember when Sheldon won the state championship. Yeah, so, yeah okay. Uh, all right. So, Beach, we each get the point there. There were some good games last week. Not the Beaver game, but the rest of the games are pretty good. Uh, next up, Beach, was USC at Utah. You remember who you took? Oh... I hate when you ask me that question and I don't know. I think I took yes, Utah. Yes, you did. All three of us took Utah. Now, Utah quarterback Travis Wilson gave Utah its biggest victory since joining the Pac-12 four years ago and earned a little job security in the process. Now, Wilson threw a one-yard touchdown pass to Kalen Clay with eight seconds left to give number 9 Utah a 24-21 victory over number 20 Southern Cal on Saturday night. Now, now the six foot seven Wilson lost the starting job to Oklahoma transfer Kendall Thompson the week before, um, before taking over in the second half in a 29 to 23 double overtime victory at Oregon State. Now, Wilson put the Utes in the position for the winning touchdown when he was flushed from the pocket and scrambled 19 yards, diving as he approached the goal line. The play was initially ruled a touchdown, but was overturned on review, giving Utah the ball a foot from the end zone. Now, Devontae Booker, who really ran over the Beavs, was stopped just short on the next play (laughs) before Wilson's touchdown pass to Clay on a sprint out to the right side, a catch that also was reviewed before it was confirmed. So Utah's playing really, really well. I'm I'm impressed with Utah. I really think they're going to win the South right now. That's who I'd put my money on. Really? Now, Now who's who's in the lead down there? Uh, Utah. Utah Utah and Arizona State both only have one loss. How about Arizona? Uh, and Arizona. Actually, yeah, you're right. Correct. All three of those schools. So actually, USC, who is ranked number 20th, actually has the worst record in the South? Or one of the lesser records well, in no, the South? Well, no, because you've got uh, Colorado down there, too. And UCLA. Okay. Colorado's okay. at the bottom, then UCLA. All right, Beach. Okay. Uh, next up was Washington State, or excuse me, Arizona State at Washington. Okay. Who'd you take? Do you remember? Uh pretty sure I took Arizona State on this. No, Beej, you took UW. 
Did I take Kyle you a dub? And I each took Arizona State. Oh, did I oh, make a yes, mistake, Billy? Taylor Kelly threw two. Uh, Arizona State <laughs> quarterback Taylor Kelly threw two touchdown passes after missing more than a month with a foot injury. Uh, the second was a seven-yarder to Gary Chambers with three minutes left in number fourteen Arizona State's twenty-four to ten victory over Washington on a blustery Saturday night. Now Kelly threw a sixteen-yard touchdown pass to Jalen Strong in the first half, but was at his best on Arizona State's final drive on second and Cole. Second and goal, Kelly, Kelly got his pass off as he was being pulled down by Washington's Howley Kikaha. Howley Kikaha. Howley Kikaha. Kikaha. Now, Chambers yeah. made the adjustment on the throw and hauled in his only catch of the night for the go-ahead points. And actually, that put him up 17-10, to 10, and then um, Arizona State had a pick six right before the end of the game to seal it. So, wow. uh, Kyle and I got the points there. Mm-hmm. And you did not. And last up, the last game we'll talk about is Oregon State at Stanford. And you know, I'd like to say about the Oregon State at the Stan at Stanford what? game, it made me Hauli Kika. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> Pretty much beef. So we all, of course, took the beefs. And Stanford quarterback Kevin Hogan threw for two touchdowns and ran for another. And wide receiver Ty Montgomery returned a punt for a score, and Stanford's sporadic offense busted out of its slump in a 38-14 route of OSU on Saturday. Now, Oregon State is all but out of the race to make the conference championship game now. Sean Mannion and the Beavs struggled to move the ball against the conference's top-ranked defense, scoring one TD after an interception and another against second stringers with the game all but decided. So, it was... I was... I don't. I was hoping the Beavs would win the game. Wasn't sure they would because Stanford's defense is very stout. Yes. That being said, the Beavs. Four guys that started for the Beavs against Utah the week before did not play at Stanford. Did you hear me? Yes, yeah, I heard so, you. Uh, one was Storm Woods. So, but you still have mm-hmm. to run Ward. So, you know, a little, little death yeah. hurts there, but you still got a great guy going. One yes. was your starting right tackle, Gavin mm-hmm. Andrews, who got hurt, and they brought in a guy who had been converted over from a tight end position and was starting his very first game ever. And both two of your defensive linemen, Levante Booker and Joshua James, neither of those guys played at all. And it, it hurt. Um, oh, our our offense just couldn't get no, it together. No, well, and part of it too is they put one of their best defensive linemen on that brand new starter for the Beavs. Just blew, blew him apart. up every game. And I got to tell you this right now, that guy for the Beavs, I can I can't I'm blanking on his name right now. He is hurt and is not starting this week. He's not playing this week. Yeah, there's really? another guy hurt. So it's just yeah, it's just it's just bad. It just sucks. I mean, quite frankly, that's football. But it stays. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, we'll 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 talk well, more about about. Uh, they said Mannion really tried to work with the receivers, trying well, to get them. Here, here's you know, the thing, Beach. You've got five guys on the offensive line. Three or four of them are sophomores or freshmen, right? Mm-hmm. You've got your of your four to five of your four starting wide receivers. All of them, freshmen or sophomores, and they just mm-hmm. uh, you know. It just stinks, and you know the the injuries are piling up, and there's not much you can do about it at this point. But just keep trying. No. Um, and when you're paying a defense as experienced and impressive as Stanford's, 
it's tough offensively. You know, I mm-hmm. the one thing that I would like to see out of the team next week is a little more fire. I just didn't see mm-hmm. any fire, especially out of that offense. I when that offense took the field beach, I thought they were already beat. They played like a beaten team from the first snap. Yeah. Um, I just I didn't see any fire. I didn't see any desire. Defense I thought started out pretty good, but we're just overmatched on the front. And hey, give Stanford mm-hmm. credit. They came out and did not play Stanford football on the offensive side of the ball. They did not try to power run it. They got out, started running some zone reads and some stuff that That's what they said. They said they completely adjusted they did. their it offense. It was completely different. And then when the Beavs did have stuff kind of stopped, they they didn't tackle worth a crap, which is something we haven't seen all season. That you know that was the one thing I noticed is I felt our tackling it was just horrible. sucked. Oh, they weren't even wrapping anybody up. It's like again, I hate when you start seeing them tackle with their their massive 120 foot or 120 or 220 pound body and not using their arms. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, the sheer the sheer force of my body will take you to the ground. Bull crap. Wrap them up. Take I them down. I completely agree. God, I get tired of seeing that stuff. You know, that's kind of crap you can get away with in high school. You can't do that crap in mm-hmm. college. Even in high school, it's marginal. I completely agree. I can't stand that crap pissing mm-hmm. me off. So, so anyways, Beach, anyway. it was just a just a kind of depressing game. Hey, on a uh, on a on a positive note, did you watch the the last play of the Eagles game on no. Sunday? Okay, so I'm I'm not a I'm, I don't watch much NFL. I mean, I'm lucky if I watch any NFL mm-hmm. all year long. But I was probably sitting in a bar drinking my my sorrows away or something i don't know and um they kept playing over the last play of the the eagles game and don't ask me who it was final play into the end zone balls in the corner of the end zone the eagle guy catches it and is forced out of bounds before he can get a foot on the ground oh it was a beautiful defensive play i mean the guy just just pushes him right out and just takes him right out of the uh, end zone before he can drag a you know drag two feet and uh and the eagles lost the game but uh, if you get a chance watch the highlights it's beautiful oh, right play. defensive nice. play so anyway and anything that uh again not a bitch tits chip kelly fan so the eagles lose a little bit i'm okay with right that. on so there right you on, go beach Okay, well, that kind of wraps up last week. Do you want to talk about the Pac-12 in the polls right now? You know, not really, but we're probably going to anyway. anyway. All right, Beach, first up is the AP poll. Now, now, hold on. Uh, Can I interrupt for a sec? Now, I heard, though, that this is the last week of these polls because ultimately the playoff polls are going to, they're having their first conversation. This Actually week. that poll came out and we will talk about it here in just a second. Okay. And one of the guys already quit the conference well, we'll, we'll, or quit, we'll, quit the voting we'll, for health reasons we'll, or something. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Ooh. Are you impressed that I knew that? Kind of. Yeah. I read a there little bit, go. Billy. That's always good. I can read. Can yes, you read? I can. All right, Beach. First up was the AP poll. Uh, now in that we've got Oregon at number five. Arizona at number 14, Arizona State at number 15, Utah at 18, UCLA at 25, and USC and Stanford are in the others receiving votes category. Okay. Now in the USA Today poll, we've got Oregon at number 6, Arizona State at number 14, Arizona at 15, Utah at 18, 
UCLA at 25, and Stanford and USC in the others receiving votes category. So almost identical other than Oregon is between five and six between the two Correct. polls. Who's jumping them in that poll, Billy? Do you know? Um, in, in that poll, I'm not sure. Yeah. You've got Alabama okay. in there and you've got some other stuff. But like you said, Beach, okay. since we are but, recording a day later this week, just because mm-hmm. of things that were going on on Monday, mm-hmm. we do have the very first rankings for the college football playoffs that came out. Now, like you said, okay. um, Archie Manning, who happens to be Eli and Peyton Manning's dad, um, he was one of the 13 people on the selection committee. He dropped out, I believe, mm-hmm. for some health reasons. Yeah, that's so. what I read. So, um, anyways. Um, okay, Beach, so let's look at it here. So, they just released the top 25 rankings that were done by this kind of selection committee made up of mm-hmm. ex-coaches, athletic directors. I think there's even a, a media representative on it. Condoleezza Rice is on it. Yeah, Condoleezza was uh, at the Stanford-Oregon well, State She's a Stanford too. alum, past Stanford mm-hmm. uh, president, and obviously Secretary of State. And she was also um, a huge football fan. She would actually make a good NFL uh, um, commissioner if that ever came up and they were looking for somebody. So anyways, Beach, so they, they released the top 25. And the top four, if it would have happened today, the top four would be in the playoff. So the top four are number one, Mississippi State. Number two, Florida State, which makes sense. Both undefeated teams. Okay, mm-hmm. number three at six and one, Auburn. And at number four, at seven and one, Old Miss. Which, out of your top four teams, three of them are out of the SEC. Yeah. Nice. And then you've got Oregon in at number five. And then at number six, another SEC team with Alabama. Okay. So, just a bunch of crap. But anyway, so we'll see how it goes on. Um, other teams from the Pac-12 that are in, Arizona is at 12. Arizona State at 14. Utah at 17. UCLA at 22. So... Okay. But so really for any kind of grandiose movement, you pretty much have to be in the top 10 at this point to to move your way well, up. Well, the thing is, Beach, a lot of these teams still have to play each other. So okay. like in the SEC, a lot of those teams they haven't played any they haven't played each other yet. So, we'll see what happens once that they'll vet themselves down. It's going to happen. So, hmm. anyways. Who and just because Oregon is really the only uh Pac-12 team that's in contention at this point. Who does uh, Oregon still have to play on their schedule? Um, Do you know? I can pull it up right here since I'm looking at it. They still have. Well, they've got Stanford this week. That's always a good game. Uh, Then on November 8th, so the week after, they've got Utah. And that should be that could be a good game. Computer's getting very slow. There we go. Is it at Utah or at Oregon? At Utah. At okay. Rice Stadium. Um, then um, home against Colorado. And then okay. at Oregon State. Okay. So they, they've got – all of those teams could, could beat them, but maybe two to three have potential to, to do some I, damage. I, I would think so, yeah. So, anyways. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be beautiful if uh, – well, it would be beautiful if they just – It would be beautiful complete. if they lost all four. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Beach, that's uh, that's what's up with the um, with the uh, polls. All right, okay. Beach. So let's move on. 
Well, my my poll my my polls are yeah, up keep too. So. All right, Beach, let's move on <laughs> to the. Oh, well, let's talk about here where we, where we ended up our for the for the uh, the week. So right now, uh, Kai, you're trying you're you're trying to rub rub my no, poll now, Billy. Not at all. Okay. So the uh, in, in in third place right now is Kyle with 39 out of 61. You're in second place with 40 out of 61, and I'm in first place with 42 out of 61. So. So I'm like the Jan Brady of the group Pretty right much. now. Dude, I never like Jan. All right, Beach. Now it's time to move on to one of your favorite segments of the week, the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. And every week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. This week, Beach, it's been kind of hard because nobody did anything like really truly stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. No, no, no fans jumping on the out in the field punching any nothing, players nothing, or anything. Nothing like that, that I saw. Okay, but we're gonna go to the Michigan Michigan State game, where I believe what do they play for there? They play for they don't play for the axe. I was just gonna say the axe. Do they play for the know. they don't play for Paul Bunyan's axe, do they? Is I thought that was Minnesota. I think you're right. I think that is Minnesota. Because there we go. For something. Minnesota. Anyways, so, Beach, Michigan has been having a, a pretty tough season, especially by Michigan standards. Um, they are, let's see, I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, one, two, three, four. So they're three and five with four games remaining. And the, uh, the boosters there in Ann Arbor are not very happy. So um, trying to to kind of rally his team together, Michigan coach Brady Hoke. The game's trophy is the Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan axe? Uh, it's called the Paul Bunyan trophy. I think it's Paul Bunyan's axe. So that is Paul. The game's trophy. No, I see. It's, they have a picture of the trophy. It's Paul Bunyan with an axe between his yeah, legs. Yeah, it's Paul Bunyan's axe. Okay. So that is. Just says the game's trophy is the Paul Bunyan, governor of Michigan Governor of Michigan Trophy, or simply the Paul Bunyan Trophy. It stands at four feet tall and is a wooden statue of the legendary giant lumberjack Paul Bunyan on a five-foot okay. base. It reflects Michigan's history as a major lumber-producing state. The trophy was first presented in 1953 by Governor G. Menon Williams to commemorate Michigan State joining the Big Ten okay. Conference. So now look up Paul Bunyan's axe while you're at it. Okay, and I'm just going to keep going on here. So now trying to rally his team, Michigan coach Brady Hoke... Um, the night before the game, brought in a tent stake, like a big tent stake, into into the mm-hmm. meeting, and he talked about, are are you going to stake yourself to this team? Are you going to be there to hold up everybody else? Are you going to stake yourself to this team? And it was kind of a motivational thing to get the team rallied mm-hmm. up, and didn't work because they lost thirty five to eleven the next day, but. Um, one of the players on the team, Joe Bolden, took that stake that night and took it with him to the game on Saturday. Then as the team ran out on the Michigan State's field just prior to kickoff, he took the stake out and jammed it into the turf to try and get the team fired up. Well, Michigan State saw it and took it as a major sign of disrespect. Massive. And needless to say, after the game, Michigan State said that they 
they, you know, it pissed them off. They took it as a sign of disrespect. Actually, they ran um, several plays at the end of the game when they didn't need to to just tack on an extra touchdown just to basically say, you know, here you go, Michigan, suck on this. And part of this goes back to because a number of years ago, I think 2007, Michigan had just beaten Michigan State, and a Michigan player called Michigan State little brother, talked about how they weren't very good, but it was nice to have little brother in the state. That's so disrespectful. And so now Michigan Mm -hmm. State has taken it as a personal affront, and they're kicking the crap out of Michigan anytime they can. Good for them. Now, so like I said, it wasn't – the jamming it into before was just into the turf was just a symbol of commitment and teamwork in a tough environment. But like I said, Michigan state just took it as a flippant insult. Now, uh, Michigan state coach Mark D'Antonio said, quote, throwing the stake down in our backyard out here and coming out like they're all that we weren't going to cool off of it. And he also said, I just felt like we needed to put a stake in them at that point. So, Anyways, they went out and kicked the crap out of them. And, and uh, needless to say, Coach uh, Brady Hoke has issued a public apology to D'Antonio. He also called D'Antonio up and apologized to him. He said they're friends, and it wasn't meant like that. Um, it had nothing to do with anything about Michigan State. It was about Michigan. But he was sorry that the stake was taken out onto the turf. That wasn't the, uh, that wasn't the intent of it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, at least he had the, the, the huevos to... <laughs> Make the phone but, call. That's true. That's, that's true. That's, that's a class. That's, that's a class true. act, at least as far as the that coach being is said. Anytime that you have to resort to kind of silly things like this, mm-hmm. especially when you're three and five and people are calling for your head, it's not a good mm-hmm. way to conduct yourself, in my in my opinion. And no. Hoke is going to fight against It's it, which is sad because Hoke was actually a coach at Oregon State for a while. Really? Hoke is the coach that gave Bradley J his scholarship. Yes. Really, he was uh, he was a coach yes. under Pettibone, and he was the one that made sure Barcroft got a scholarship. So it's sad to see it nice. happen, but you know when you have to resort to this kind of shenanigans, mm-hmm. it's not a good sign for you. And so because you don't know when to not throw your stake out there, Coach Hoke, we're giving you this week's. jackass of the week award kind of a tough one to give him because i like the guy but you got to keep a better eye on your team than that mm-hmm. so all right beach hey well answering yes. your question oh, good. minnesota and wisconsin play for paul bunyan okay. tax so michigan has the paul bunyan trophy michigan or wisconsin and minnesota play for the paul bunyan tax mm-hmm Everybody wants to lay claim to Paul Bunyan up I in that area, so. evidently. All right, Beach, now it's time to get into our ACDC musical interlude. And today okay. we're up to the 1988 release um, album titled Blow Up Your Video. Now, are you uh, familiar with this album at all, Beach? You know, this one here, Billy, um, I probably know one or two songs yeah. on. You know, I, I wasn't an ACDC fan until probably the following album. Yes. Yes. I mean, Razor's yeah. Edge. Yes, that that's where I really became an ACDC. I mean, I knew of ACDC. I didn't become the fan that I am until that album Well, that came being out. said, Blow Up Your Video, there was only about three songs that got much radio play, and only mm-hmm. one that got quite a bit, their, number, their, their bigger hit album, which we're going to hear right now, Beej. It is the, it was the lead single off the album, Heat Seeker. 
All right, Beach, that was Heat Seeker, kind of classic ACDC there. It's not yeah. bad, not bad. But uh, moving on, we'll get into some some more popular ACDC albums, some more current stuff. And you'll, you'll mm-hmm. also see, like, I think this album was 88, the next one's 90, and then the albums start to get fewer and farther between. Yeah, you know it's what's funny is that one's called "Blow Up Your Video," and then uh, the Razor's Edge probably had some of their best videos true. they ever did. True, that's true. <laughs> All right, Beach. So, are you ready to look at Week Ten in the Pac-12? Week Ten Can in you the Twelve. We're at Week Ten already. Week Ten, and we've only had how many tailgaters? Three. <sighs> it's very it's weird, isn't it? It is. All so right, Beach. Weird. But we got a lot here on out, so. Let's move on. Let's start with all the games this week are on Saturday. So first mm. up, get your thinking, Tukon. Washington okay. at Colorado. Who you got? Hmm. You know what I'm going to do what? on this one? I've been back in Washington the whole time. Have I not Pretty this much, season? Yeah. Yeah, and I've I failed miserably, and I'm gonna kick myself in the butt, but I'm gonna go with Colorado on this one simply for the fact that it's gonna be at Colorado. I think Colorado's gonna bring one home for the fans. All right. I think I think they're gonna win one. I think the the the, the stars are gonna align. The the you know the sun's gonna come out, and I think it's gonna just be a perfect game for them, and they're gonna win this one in the fourth. Right on. Okay. So um, Kyle sent me in his picks. Kyle said, what do you call a fish with no eyes? What, Billy? Uh, fish. Uh, that <laughs> Kyle. He also says, Washington wins. All right, now it's my pick. Kyle gets really bored down there in Utah, yes, he doesn't does. he? Now it's my pick, Beach. Does he, count, he counts trees, right? Yeah, counts trees. All right, so my pick, Beach. You using the Ouija no, I'm word? I'm writing really? it down right now. I, I'm gonna take Colorado. Really? Man, I don't think Washington's okay. very good. They're not very good. They had to start. They had to start Shaq Thompson, their best linebacker, at running back last week because their linebackers are so their running backs are so beat up. And wow. I just think Colorado's they're they're ripe for something good to happen. They're right mm-hmm. there. So I'm going to take Colorado. And wouldn't it be perfect for Colorado to win the one week Kyle doesn't pick them? <laughs> I just think that'd be well, like I said, wouldn't it be just right that uh, Washington wins the one week I don't pick them? Yeah. So. Pretty brave when it's true. If, yeah. I said, what? then wouldn't that be true? Yeah. yeah. All right, Beach. Uh, next up, we have USC at Washington State. You know what? A Trojan fights on, and a Coug Cougs. USC is going to win really? this one. Yeah. So B just going USC. Yeah, dude. Th- I'm sorry. Washington State had their their heyday with what one or two wins early on in the uh-huh. season. They're done, and Leach is going to get fired not this year but next year. Okay. I got U.S. That's, that's my prediction. All right. So next up, Beach, is Kyle. Who, you? Kyle saying oh. a Trojan can negate the dangers of a Cougar. True. That is true. If you're dealing with a Cougar, it's good to have a Trojan. So he says, uh, he says USC wins. He says, 
says USC. What? Go on. Okay. Uh, I too am taking USC. So I, I, I just I hate Leach so much. I have a hard time looking past that. Mm-hmm. All right, Beach. Next up is this is going to be a good one. Stanford at number five, Oregon. You know what, mm-hmm. Billy? Cardinal red is a pretty color. And it belongs on a pole. You know okay. what I'm saying? I think Oregon's have to paint one of their poles on Otson red next really? week. I so think you're so. Taking, you're taking I think Stanford's gonna throw so much crap at Oregon their defense isn't gonna be able to keep hmm. up. All right. And I think uh, Stanford's defense is going to shut down Oregon's offense. I think Mariota is going to lay on his back the whole time. And uh, you're going to see uh, a, a fairly low-scoring game, but in Stanford's favor. Nice. There's well, Kyle says, what do you call a guy in a pile of leaves? I don't Russell. know. Russell. I don't know what that has to do with his pick, but he says Oregon wins. I don't get it. Russell? A Do guy I, in a pile of leaves? Russ, Russell? Russell yeah. in the leaves? Okay. Anyways, he's taking Oregon. Beige, I too am taking Stanford. Really? I think Stanford's defense is just going to be too much for Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's going to be too much. They're going to run all over. Well, is Oregon still running a little weak on their offense? I think their offense has, still has issues, yes. It's not okay. what it's been. And Stanford's just too good. They're too good, too disciplined, too smart. So, all right, Beach. Next up is Arizona at number twenty-five, UCLA. Hmm, that's a toughie. Probably the, that to me seems like one of the closest. Well, Stanford and Oregon and Arizona and UCLA are the. Should be close games. Um, I'm drawn to Arizona. You're taking Arizona. I think so. Okay. You know, mainly mainly because I was a fan of the movie Speed. <laughs> and Sandra Bullock's character is the Wildcat. She's a Wildcat. All right. So you're taking Arizona. Kyle says, "What is the opposite of Christopher Reeves?" Now I get this one. Okay, what is the opposite of of Christopher Reeves? Christopher Billy? Walken. That's, that's bad. That that's uh, you know I will tell you right now, Kyle. It's not funny to make fun of cripples. They don't like it. Although they're the easiest people to make fun of you make fun of because they can't catch up with you. That's true. They like it when you call them cripples. Yeah. Just like women like him when you call him bitches. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beach. So I, too, am going to take Arizona. So I got Arizona across the board. Uh, next up, Beach, number 18, Utah at Arizona State. <sighs> you know what? Utah, I, I think... In the Pac-12 championship, you're going to see Stanford take on Utah. Really? I think so. So I choose Utah. Oh, nice. 
Okay, Kyle says, how many Christian charismatics does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, what's a charismatic? You know, uh, born-agains. Oh, okay, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. I don't yeah, know. No one knows because they all had their hands in the air. Kyle takes Utah. And, Beach to just round that one out, even though they've got 10 straight losses to Arizona State, I'm taking mm-hmm. Utah to change that. Okay. So, I'm taking Utah. And last but not week for the last but not least for the week, Beach Cal at Oregon State. Who you got? You know what? I had to think long and hard about this. I actually went to yoga this mm-hmm. morning, meditated a little okay. bit. I, I went to a community bathhouse, thinking that would inspire me. It actually just exactly. frightened me a little bit. <laughs> not what you thought. Not what I thought. And um, then I, I even went up to a monastery. Okay. And then I even danced around like a Harry Krishna at the at the airport. Mm-hmm. And after all that, I came to the conclusion that I think Oregon State's going to pull this one off. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, Kyle says, <clears throat> my friend is a horse. Hoof-hearted. Beavers win. Go Beavs. That one I don't really understand. Hoof-hearted? Who farted? Who farted? Oh, <laughs> okay. Is that I what it is? So. Who farted? Maybe he just wanted me to say that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, is, is is there is there's a phone call for for Mike Hunt, Michael yes. Hunt? Pretty much. <laughs> All right, Beach. So I got that down. We'll see what. Uh, We'll see. Kyle, Kyle, I don't know. You know, they have different books down there. They they censor books down in Utah, so he might not be able to get the good true, stuff. True, true. All right, Beach. Comedy for All dummies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Beach. So we got that down there. We'll see what's going on. We're getting down to the uh, the end here. Yeah, we still Are got we? our 50 bucks riding on it. So Down at the – getting down to the so short So are we just going to go through the end of the regular season? Um, um, I don't know. That's a question that we should check with Kyle on, see what he thinks. Well, I tell you what, let's just go through the regular season. And if there's a tie, we'll do the PAC 12 championship game. Okay. That, that sounds work? like a deal. Hopefully that works with Kyle. Yeah. All right, Beach. You ready to talk a little bit of Cal tailgater? Okay. Yes. So obviously we've talked about Cal before. We did that a couple years ago. But today we're just going to talk about the Heiner tailgater for the Cal game. By by the way, um, was it – did I – oh, watching the um, Oregon-Cal yes. game. That stadium is freaking Isn't gorgeous. It, that's the new Levi Stadium that the uh, 49ers play in. That looks nothing like their old stadium that's at all. That's where the new Pac-12 uh, championship game will be played. Now was did they save Tightwad Hill? Can you That's still Cal. sit up on the hill and watch That's the cow? This is Levi Stadium at the 49ers playing. Oh, they, okay, okay. They were okay. the home team, but they were not playing at home. Why? Why weren't they playing at I home? I don't know. It was just picked to to be played there at that stadium. Okay, now it all makes sense for me. Okay, that that is a gorgeous stadium. All mm-hmm. the same, though. Yes. Now they do still have Tightwad Hill Beach at Cal Stadium. They still have the cannon mm-hmm. up there and everything. Yes, but. Uh, where they were okay. playing was Levi Stadium, which is actually down in Santa Clara. 
And that was built in the parking lot of the old uh, of the theme park yeah, there, wasn't got, it? Yeah, uh, you've Six Flags, I think. Used to I be think Marriott's so. yeah. Great America, but now it's Six mm-hmm. Flags, and they share a parking lot. Yeah. Okay. So they, the the theme park's still there. Right, okay. So they're just built right beside each other. All right, Beach. Now let's talk a little Cal tailgater. So when when the Beavs play Cal, we always go for Sausage Fest. Right. Mm-hmm. So a number of years ago, actually 2007, uh, we were at a game at Cal, and second greatest Beaver game I've ever seen in per, in, in it's, person. It's a top five with me. Top five with me. But the uh, we were walking around the top of the stadium there, and we had these hot sausages that just smelled phenomenal. We ended up trying them. You tried one that had pineapple in it. I did because I walked by and I said pineapple sausage, and the guy says best one yeah. we got. And so and yep, said, we okay. tried it, and uh, now we've decided since those come out of the Bay Area, whenever the Beavs play, either Cal or Stanford, the Bay Area team, we have Sausage Fest that year. So this mm-hmm. is our Sausage Fest for this year, Sausage Fest 2014. Now Jess and I, in July when we were celebrating our anniversary. We actually left really early, went down, met the good people at Evergood. I met Kathy, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually bought the sausages in person this time. We didn't have them shipped up to us. So uh, mm-hmm. and then we threw them in a cooler, brought them back, threw them in the freezer. They are now thawing out and getting ready to go for Saturday. We've got the pineapple, and we've got garlic, and I think I bought a third kind, but from the life of me right now, I can't remember what it is. Don't we normally do... Uh can't remember if I've got like the apple chicken or something like that. There was a third kind I got, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. So okay. it'll be it'll be it'll be fun when we find out on Saturday. Actually, I could go out to the freezer and look right now, but I'm not going to. And how long are yeah, and you're going to be missing for part of this? Well, uh, let's talk about what we're going to eat first, Beach. So we've got those. Oh, oh, we're going to okay. have all the fixins. I'll uh, be cooking up onions and peppers. We'll have diced onions. We'll have cheese sauce. We'll have all sorts of condiments and toppings that you could want on them. You are going to be mm-hmm. deep frying stuff, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I got crab rangoons. I got poppers. Uh, today, I just more shrimp because people are I loving got the more shrimp. shrimp. Today, Beach, I just ordered in a case of. Um, like stuffed kind of they're like stuffed um, tater tots almost okay so have you ever gone to taco time and had their stuffed mexi fries with the cheese and jalapenos in it i got a case of those coming in for free okay so that'll be in so you'll be able to cook up some of those um and then the other thing i want to know is because i've got to make one more run to costco are we going to want to do cookies this is a long tailgater. We got time for yeah, that's cookies. what I was thinking. Do you want to do cookies? Yeah, let's do okay, cookies. Okay, because I can load up the uh, I can load up the um, Traeger and we can bake cookies. So I will pick up cookie dough okay. tomorrow. Okay, okay, cool. So we're gonna have that. Plus we'll have all sorts of the normal stuff. I don't know if I'm gonna be making a cocktail. Um, I'm not sure. I'm gonna kind of check the weather, see how things are going. But we'll have everything mm-hmm. else out there. So, all right. You know, but beer goes good with oh, sausage, totally. so I don't know if a cocktail is really true, necessary. True, 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 true. All right, Beach. Um, and so we will be starting at well, – we'll be out there at a normal time. We'll probably have everything ready to go by about 7, 7.30, and then mm-hmm. I'm leaving because yep. it's the first of the month, and I have to go and actually work and do inventory. I will be coming back um, shortly thereafter, so I should be back sometime between 9 and 10, 10.30, just depending on how okay. things go. And um, I figure you'll be able to cook a little bit of breakfast stuff if we need it. 
Okay. And then we will fire up uh, the sausages around noon. Sound okay. good? And we will have uh, the TV out there going. We'll have games going all day. We should, we have a great slate of games going. I know the Duck-Stanford game, I think, is at 1230. So that should be a great one. Ooh, that'll yeah. be a great There's one actually three late Pac-12 games. So there's three. There's like two at 730 and one at 8. So it kind hmm. of stinks, but... Yeah, but at least we got the uh, Stanford Oregon game though. That'll be good. That'll be yeah, a good one. Yeah, to watch. yeah. Now, uh, anything else you want to add, Beach? I don't think so. I mean, just Sausage Fest 2014. All right, Beach. So hopefully, be a good taker, tailgater. Hopefully, we'll see everybody out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Beach. So now we're going to move into the tailgating 101 section, which is really my section to choose to do whatever I really want to do with it. And after last week's disappointing game. And so mm-hmm. many people pissing and moaning about stuff. Um, people wanting a change of the, of the coaching situation or this, that, or the other thing. Beach, I thought you and I, and we kind of talked about this a little bit last night, but I, I just want to talk a little bit about expectations and what people's expectations are for the Beavs every year. Now, Beach, mm-hmm. because I talked about this last night, and I want you to be truthful. What are your expectations for the Beavs every year? And I will stay what I said last night, even though you'll enlighten uh-huh. me. Uh, I would like my expectations would be I like the Beavers to be in the top three in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12, okay. and 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 that's uh, and I'll even I'll even take that out. I would say top three of the Pac of the of the Pac-12, the Pac-12 North, North and top five of the Pac-12 overall. So that's yeah. that's what you want to at least see. Now I've got a good friend Will, and he's a he's a Husker fan. What mm-hmm. he expects every year out of the Huskers, he wants to see ten wins. Ten, ten wins. Yeah. Out yeah. of twelve, how games. many games? He wants to see ten wins. And really, to me, as a Husker fan, I don't see that being out of the the realm of possibility. You have a great a great um, history there. You know they've mm-hmm. they've won numerous national championships. They're always competing. It's a big university. You know it's got a name for it. I you know you know what I mean. It, it's 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 a uh, name precedes it. You know I, mm-hmm. I don't see that being out of the realm. I, now I think a lot of times you might hit there at nine. I see a lot mm-hmm. of nine and threes, but ten and two I don't see out of the realm of possibility. And now Beach, for me, what I expect out of the Beavs every year. And I'm being truthful here, and I told you this last night. I want to see the Beavs win more than they lose, go to the best bowl game they can and win it, and beat the frickin' Ducks every year. Those are the three things I want to see out of the Beavs. Now, I've had somebody tell me that I'm I'm settling. I'm not, you know, I'm settling. I'm, I'm just letting I'm, – I'm settling for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And – some people might call that mediocrity. I call it facing the facts. The Pac, first of all, it's the Pac-12. There are eleven other teams in this league that are trying to win every game, also. Yes, and I guess the thing that people really forget about, you know, that's the one thing I tell people all the time. Half the teams that play on Saturday lose. lose. Correct. And there's a le- twelve teams in the Pac-12, Ex- except if you're playing soccer, and then they exactly. tie. 
Now, Beach, there's 12 teams in the Pac-12, obviously. Of course, there's, what, 14 teams in the Big Ten, but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> but... Math was never one of their no. strong points in those schools. No. But, <laughs> you know, you've got 12 teams, and for the most part, 10 of those teams have every advantage over Oregon State. Excuse me, every advantage mm-hmm. over Oregon State there is. Right? I, I, I wouldn't say... Ten, I would say. I would say eight. ten. Okay, Beach. Let's first look at just enrollment, right? Okay. So enrollment. The biggest school in the Pac-12, Arizona State, sixty thousand. Okay. Sixty thousand students. Next biggest, wow. Washington at forty-four thousand. UCLA mm. at forty-one. Arizona at forty. USC at thirty-eight. Cal at thirty-six. Utah and Colorado, both at 32,000. Then you go down to Oregon State, which is at 26. Oregon at 24,5. Washington State at 21,5. And Stanford at about 20,000. That being hmm. said, Stanford's got a whole other academic issue that you've got in there. Yeah. So I kind yeah. of throw them out when they're at the bottom. That's such a prestigious mm-hmm. university to get to. I just, I kind mm-hmm. of throw that one out. But to me, right yeah. there, if you just look at that, all those other schools, I mean, you look at the, the top schools there, they're turning – Arizona State is probably turning out, you know, almost two times more alumni every year, right? If they've got mm-hmm. 60,000 enrollment, Oregon State's got 26. Every year they're cranking out more than twice the amount of alumni, right? Mm-hmm. Now just look at stadium sizes, Beach. You've got – UCLA, or you got USC at 93,000, UCLA at 91, almost 92. Then you've got Washington at 70, Arizona State at 66,000, Cal at 62,000, Arizona at 56, Colorado at 53, Oregon at 54, Stanford at 50. You've got Oregon State at 45,000, only bigger than Washington State, right? So right there, that just limits the amount of revenue you can bring in every week. Right. Mm-hmm. Every week, that's just the limited amount of revenue that we get. It. So what you're saying is you you have less alumni being able to donate and offset some of your Correct. expenses, and you have less revenue just in ticket general sales. from ticket sales so and, and okay. Yeah. So right there, that, that puts them in a hole right there. These are just the the easy things. Now, let's just talk about population base, right? So you've okay. got the Southern Cal schools, USC and UCLA. There's 3.8 million in the LA area or in LA itself, 16.37 mm-hmm. million in the LA greater metro area. Okay. Okay. You got all within driving distance. All of within the games. driving distance of the games. So filling up a 90 seat thousand seat stadium, probably not that hard. Mm-hmm. Stanford and Cal, right? Now Stanford, there's 13,000 people in Palo Alto. There's 112,500 people in Berkeley, but in the whole Bay Area. 7 million. Arizona State, there's 168,000 in Tempe, but 4.3 million in Phoenix. Washington, there's 3.5 million in Seattle. Arizona, there's over a million people in the Tucson area. Salt Lake City with Utah, over a million people. Even in Oregon, in the greater greater Eugene area, 350,000. So there's a big drop there. From, from mm-hmm. the top eight to the bottom, 
or well, you got Colorado in Denver. Well, they're in Boulder, which has 103,000 people, but Denver's not that far away. 2.7 million. How many, how many people live in the Portland metro area? Portland metro area? Um, I don't know. That's still from Oregon State. That's an hour and a half away. From from yeah. Eugene, that's two, right? Mm-hmm. Two, two, two to two and a half. But I'm just saying. So there's the the top nine. You have at least a million in the smallest towns with Tucson and, and Salt Lake City. You fall down to Oregon. That's three hundred and fifty thousand. Now you fall down to Oregon State, which has about fifty five thousand people in Corvallis. That means uh, if every to two 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 point three million approximately as of two thousand thirteen in the Portland area. Well, because they're probably area, taking yeah. Vancouver and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole the whole yeah. greater Washington, Multnomah. But like I said, it's yeah. still an hour and a half away. That's like are yeah, we going to yeah. count San Diego? We don't count San Diego True. in the LA in the LA numbers. True. Because if we did, that would be what probably close to twenty million. Yeah. So. Now, you got Oregon State. 55,000 people live in Corvallis. That means if every person in, in, in Corvallis went to the game on Saturday, they would just fill Autzen Stadium. That's if every person in Corvallis went to the game. Washington State, they're they'd even fill, in a... They'd fill Autzen or would fill Autzen, They would overfill because there's Reese oh, okay. is 46, okay. right? Okay. But gotcha. yeah, just barely fill the stadium. Now, even Washington State's even smaller at 31,000. Of those towns, Oregon State and Washington are the only towns without a, a, a major airport nearby. Now, mm-hmm. even even uh, Eugene has, has, a, has a regional airport that gets several flights into L.A., uh, Vegas, Salt Lake City, and that kind of stuff. There's no the, the airport in in Corvallis is just a regional airport. It's just a little commuter airport. Mm-hmm. Washington State, same way. So, you you just gotta face the facts. Then you gotta look at the weather, right? And oh, I I, I always tell people about the weather. If you're an 18 year old kid with a um, with women on the mind, and uh, and you're coming out of Southern you're California, first time away from home. You want to go to nice weather and pretty girls that wear very little clothing. So why would you come to the Northwest? Right? Seriously. Yeah. And and so you move that up to Seattle. Well, at least they've got a big city with other stuff to do. Right? Mm -hmm. Bigger population base. Down there in in Eugene, quite frankly, they've sold their souls to to Phil Knight and let them Mm -hmm. pour them out for all the crap that he keeps buying them. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you get caught in this. I mean, it's really the facilities at the University of Oregon and the pretty cheerleaders that are going to draw yeah, you to that and, school. and the glitz and the glamour that, they've, that they're portraying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the pretty yeah. costumes. But then you've got Oregon State that, you know, we've got a great little school and we've got a great coaching staff, but it takes a special kid to come to Oregon State. So mm-hmm. you start looking at four or five-star recruits. Why would you come to Oregon State when USC, who's got – all this national recognition, all this history around them, why wouldn't you go there? Or mm-hmm. or any one of those other schools, really, you know, other than maybe Utah or Colorado. But still, they're a, a bigger place, you know. You come out here to, to Corvallis, it's a great little town, but it's a little town. And these kids don't know, they, you know, they're about ready to jump out of their skin here. 
There's nothing to mm-hmm. do. What the hell do we do? You know? So I, I just – to me, you, you've got to manage your expectations, right? You're not going to get mm-hmm. the best players every year. It's just not going to happen. You can try, but there's a certain point where you know you can only have so much contact with players. So you really have to start looking, okay, do we start going after all these four- and five-star guys that we probably don't really have a shot? Are we just wasting our time? Or Yeah, because then you're just pissing your money away. Or do we go after away. the two- or three-star guys that nobody else is looking at that we're going to try? And you know, the other thing, too, I've heard... Look at like the Rodgers oh, brothers. Yeah. You know, that was that was a set there that we got oh, lucky totally. with. Totally. That nobody else at the time, nobody else was looking at. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can hit a home run yeah, with those well, guys. And that's what you got to do. You know, and I actually I've heard um, Coach Riley say that it's actually harder to recruit now with all the internet information that's out there because they'll go out and start looking at a guy and it'll get on report, oh, Oregon State coaches were at this game watching this guy. All of a sudden, USC shows up. Texas shows up. Really? Yes. He goes, we used to kind of be able to keep under the radar and go look at guys and, you know, nobody would know. And we'd kind of turn over those rocks and find these guys like – you know, these are good players, but these other coaches know how good a recruiter that the Oregon State coaches are. They know how what mm-hmm. a good a talent evaluator they are. So they're going mm-hmm. out and trying to cherry pick some of these guys off them. But it's just, to me, winning 10, 11, 12 games, competing for a Pac-12 championship every year, it's not going to happen. It, it just isn't. Well, you know, this is one of the things that um, I remember that statistic that came out a while back where it talked about the money invested per win and how much Oregon spent on their football program and how many wins they got versus how much money Oregon State spent and how many wins they got. And the amount of money that Oregon spent was just outlandish compared to what Oregon State Mm -hmm. invested. And I'll take a little bit of a side trip, but I remember uh, hearing a statistic about um, Adam Sandler when he was making his movies back like Waterboy and those kind Mm -hmm. of flicks. And they could make an Adam Sandler movie for like $20 million and it would gross $200 million. The return on investment was huge, you know, but ultimately you you get, um, you know, a Tom Cruise or, or, you know, major star Julia Roberts one of these proven actors, you pay him through the nose, you know, and you have a movie that's going to cost you 80, 90, 100 million dollars, and it grosses 120, 150, mm-hmm. you know. So, so return on investment isn't near as good, and it kind of makes you think kind of that's how Oregon State has to play, you know. You, you got you to gotta go with these low-budget films, these, these low-budget games or these low-budget teams, and pray that you hit a home run once in a while. Or in the case of football, score a touchdown. Correct. It's true. It's a it's 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 a it's a tough game. I mean, and ultimately because you know if if money is directly related to wins, then you're gonna have to start paying more for tickets. They're gonna have to start getting more people. You know, you you got to prime that pump. Everybody fills up Autzen Stadium every Saturday. Well, you know, most of the time, uh, and when they don't have to group on the the game, but you know, they fill up that stadium. These people bitch and complain about Oregon State not winning. Were you in the stands that Saturday, or were you sitting at home in, in front of the mm-hmm. TV? You know, did you donate to the Beaver Athletic Scholarship Fund, or did you hang up the phone or or hit uh, direct to, to voicemail when that call came in? No, you know? it's, it's the damn truth. Were, were you there buying that Oregon State T-shirt? Were you wearing it Sunday after the game, even though I they did. lost? You know, yeah. 
but ultimately if you want if you want to raise awareness raise attention raise money so that they can they can afford to go after higher tier recruits and and get their uh get them to sign you got you know as sad as it is you got to pay to play so maybe we are better off just sitting around trying to play the Adam Sandler game no it's true that's completely true yeah so that's so. my thing Beach. I'm, I'm trying not to rant but people just need to manage their expectations well you know ultimately I'm happy I, I, like I said I have higher expectations but I am happy when we have a positive season mm-hmm. better than 50% you know hey there were there there were years there where you know every game you went to we lost yeah. You'd go out there for the first five, ten minutes of the game. You really think, oh, we're going to turn it around this week. And then it quickly gets away from us. Not in the second quarter, not in the third quarter. It got away from us in the yeah. first quarter. Totally. <laughs> totally. So. I don't think we can overcome a six-score deficit with three quarters yeah. left. No. <laughs> so anyways, B, that's just what I want to talk about. People need to manage their expectations and just, you know, go out, mm-hmm. support the team. Yeah. I don't think wholesale changes are needed right now. Like I said, that game on Saturday was disappointing. I, I won't, I won't mm-hmm. sugarcoat it. It was disappointing as hell. Now, when the Beavs lost to Utah, I was, mm-hmm. I, I was disappointed that they lost, but I wasn't upset because they played a damn good game against a damn good team, and took them to the wire. Now, last Saturday they played Stanford. They played a really good team, and just came out flat as hell, and to me didn't put forth the effort I would expect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things If the other team is bigger, faster, stronger than you, there's only so much you can do, but yeah. you at least got to go out there and play your guts out. And I didn't feel they did mm-hmm. at all, especially offensively. To me, they looked scared. So yeah. that being said, last year they had a turd of a game against Washington, came out and played pretty two great damn games to end the season. Mm-hmm. So took Oregon, who was a pretty good football team to the wire and then went out and thumped a pretty good Boise State team. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Beach. So that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Why don't you save your uh, Rosie Ruiz uh, cheaters and horrors for next week? Oh, Did you really okay. want to do it today? Yeah, I was, I was getting all ready for Did it, you really Billy. Want to do it? No, that's okay. okay we can let's wait. wait till next week. I want to thank everyone for listening to show number fifty-three of Illegal Participation. If you want to leave a comment, suggestion, or ask us a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. Voicemail five four one two zero seven three five eight six Heinrich Tailgater at gmail.com. You can also shoot me a message on Twitter. I'm at Heinrich Tailgater, or you can also message us on Facebook. Now, uh, I want to thank my brother Beach for being here again, Beach. Always thrilled to be here. Next time, we'll, we'll see if the vortex doesn't suck me up and see where I end yeah. up next week. So next week will be show number 54. We'll do another some more Beaver and Pac-12 news. We'll recap week 10. We'll look at week 11. We will talk the Washington State game, and we will do your Rosie Ruiz cheaters and horrors. Okay. All right, anything else to add, Beach? I got nothing. I don't either. So let's finish it off with a great big Go Beeves.
You ever been to Popeye's Chicken? Oh, yeah, the boys love it. Okay. I, honest to God, okay, there should not be a minimum wage, and the people that work at Popeye's should make less than whatever it is currently. I go in there. Like, oh, well, you know, I've been going from town to town and country to country Mm -hmm. here lately, but it's one in Beaverton. One over by Nike? Yeah, kind of. And... I go in, and they take forever to get to you, and then you finally get there. I'd like a number six. You know, you order by number to make it simple for them, right? I'd like a combo. In the side, I'm like, mac and cheese. Second side, I get two sides. Would you want a second side? Like, yeah, green beans. Okay, mashed potatoes. And or no, he first he goes mashed potatoes, and I'm like, and, and green beans, and then he's like, okay, green beans, and then he charges me, and and I'm looking, and it says only one side on the combo, and I'm like, well, I I, I want the other side. Did you charge me for the other side? Well, you just wanted green beans. I'm like, no, I wanted macaroni and cheese too. I mean, I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, I'm like, I don't know where the mashed potatoes even came from. And I'm like, how can you be this stupid? And, and everybody's running around back there, and nobody knows what the hell's going on. And, I mean, they're all morons, but ultimately the manager's to blame, you know. Either you're hiring the handicapped, or you're not leading the handicapped correctly, you know, one of the two. But, uh, anyway, last time I went through, I did the same thing, and I'm like, I want macaroni and cheese and green beans. And I went through the drive through and I want ranch sauce. I got the chicken strips, I got red beans and rice, and I got barbecue sauce. <laughs> That's one of those places you just got to check every time. Dude, I'm just like serious. I, I I didn't ask for red beans and rice. It didn't even come close to saying barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those places you got to check the bag before you pull away. I don't know. It's just bad. It's just bad. All right. So I don't really know what we're going to do for Jackass of the Week this week. Do you have an update from Eugene Ready? Uh, I did. I found okay. a different one. I don't know who. I don't, Hopefully I've, I can read it. It's in pretty I don't small know who print. to give the uh, Jackass of the Week to. I kind of got an idea. Yeah, this one was not a very strong album for them, no, was there? it gets better after this. There's like three albums there. It was kind of eh, eh, eh. Flick of the Switch, Fly on the Wall, and... And uh, blow up your video all kind of eh. Simon Wright was on drums mm-hmm. that... that uh, so do you want to do this guy? That's who alleged Without Phil Wright, it just sucks. Who just allegedly assaulted his girlfriend? Or should we just give it to Florida State for just having a bunch of thugs? Well, they're stealing crab legs. They're assaulting girlfriends. Mm-hmm. But you know what they yeah. aren't, Billy? They're not the ducks. True. You just want to do that one? Um, yeah. Did uh, Chip Kelly do anything stupid at no. his game? I'd just piss on something if I was going to mark my territory. Yeah, well, they weren't marking their territory, but... They should have just all used a communal urinal. Right, you ready to go? Sure. Are you good? Dude, I was born <clears throat> good. You get a drink of water here? You need water? I got some. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, honey. 
I could use a glass of water. He said, thank you, honey. He could use a glass of water. Well, I was talking oh, to my wife. Oh, he was talking <laughs> to his wife. That's right. Oh, that's right. I'm not married. Yeah. Here. Now talk, Beach. That's okay. <laughs> Nobody loves me. Oh, can't hear you. Okay. She, no, she couldn't hear you. Me. I was trying to unplug it, but it's couldn't okay. hear you. All right. <clears throat> Ready to do this? Yep.